0: you're listening to episode 254 of the room to grow podcast i'm emily goff a human connection coach speaker and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach learn and grow it's about allowing for room to grow and this podcast focuses on three main pillars human connection personal growth and freedom We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey! welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking about forgiving yourself for shrinking into spaces and relationships that do not fit you. And this is complex. There's, there's a lot involved with this. And I've got some examples that I'm going to share and all of that. So, okay, let's talk about this. Forgiving ourselves for shrinking into the spaces that do not fit us. This The idea for this entire episode was brought on uh, from a quote that I saw by Alex L. And the quote is, I forgive myself for shrinking to fit into boxes that do not belong to me. Oof, end quote. Uh, minus the oof part. <laughs> it's that, that quote that hit me right in the feels. Because when we're talking about shrinking into spaces that do not belong to us, Oh, there's a lot to unpack there because a lot of times we will end up in relationships. And, and when I say relationships, by the way, I I don't always mean romantic. Like this can be platonic or romantic. Okay. These can apply in, in any different form. Sometimes people will come into our lives and we want that connection to happen. We want it to happen. And We might be trying to force it. We might be trying to become a version of ourselves that we think would fit into that relationship. Um, This can go any number of different ways. And something that I want to remind you is that when we do that, not only are we cheating ourselves of showing up as the biggest, best, most all-encompassing version of ourselves, we're cheating the other person. By not giving them the full experience of us and then when we're trying to hang on to that relationship we're trying to to force it to, to make it work like two puzzle pieces fitting together that aren't quite the right fit we are actually preventing both ourselves and that other person from going forward to develop connections that do belong to us like why would we hang on to a relationship or a connection that isn't really meant to be and we can kind of feel it deep within, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. We can kind of feel it, but we want it. Like, even though we can feel that it's not quite the right fit, we want it to be the right fit. And that's when we start shrinking down to try to fit into that space. And a lot of figuring this this stuff out is building the self-awareness to be able to, to feel the difference, to learn the difference. I I was recently around someone where I could, I could feel myself shrinking down to fit into their life. And immediately my body started throwing up alarm bells and I didn't want to feel that way. I wasn't happy about it. (laughs) I was almost having a conversation with my body. Like, no, everything's fine. (laughs) I want this. Stop telling me this is wrong. Fuck off body but i've also learned to trust my body and i have learned that nothing good comes from ignoring my body as well. you can reference um episode 120 all about uh learn to trust your intuition and tuning into to the signals that your body's trying to tell you because it's involved and a lot of times we don't realize until after the fact all of the signals that our body may have been feeding to us over a really long period of time. and listen I, I do want to stress here, anytime we're trying to, when, when we can feel ourselves shrinking down to try to make a connection work, and it's not really working, <laughs> it does not mean that anyone who makes you feel that way is a bad person. Like that, that could not be farther from the truth. And it also doesn't mean that that connection is dead necessarily either. It's simply a signal. It's one of many signals that can come up. Because maybe it's a signal that, uh, you know, it might actually be less about the other person and it might be more about how you are showing up and why. Like, are you fearful within the context of, of this particular relationship to let someone fully in and therefore protecting yourself by shrinking down because you don't know if they can handle the true version of you? That's not very fair to make that assumption, right? Are you trying to manage the perceived outcome of a relationship by trying to force a connection? or by showing up as who you believe they want you to be. Let's turn that around for a minute. What if they liked the true version of you way more than the watered down version that you're presenting to them? Like, start to learn to play devil's advocate with your thoughts, because thoughts are not facts. Feelings are not facts. They're just things that pop into our head. We can have things pop into our head all day, every day. We do, we do have things pop into our head all day, every day, doesn't make them true. So when these types of thoughts are coming up, challenge yourself a little bit, challenge those thoughts and beliefs, because those are the only things that are actually holding you back. And if you show up as the true version of yourself and that connection doesn't work, then it was never going to work anyway. You were just delaying the inevitable because if you're trying to force the connection now, what do you think is gonna happen two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? It, it, It inevitably will not work Unless you both are, are going to get really honest and like start at some point showing up as the true version of yourself. But when you are in a constant space of trying to shrink yourself down, as long as you continue to do that, the, the breakdown of that relationship is only a matter of time. The, the breakdown starts as soon as you start to shrink yourself. That's exactly where it starts and you will be able to trace that back to that moment in time once it inevitably blows up. And when we can feel these types of things, it is something to pay attention to. So, for example, if I had not allowed myself to fully grow into the person that I'm becoming, I would not have been able to tell when I began to then shrink to try and fit into a particular connection that wasn't serving me as much as I wanted it to. A friend and i actually had a conversation uh recently about what it feels like to to come alive and she wondered if that was even possible and and she asked me if i'd ever experienced that and i i said you know i i have absolutely experienced that and she wanted to know what it felt like and i thought that was a really incredible question because i had never quite thought about it in these terms before and it it felt so first of all for anyone who's not who's maybe new to the podcast. Um, you can reference episode 117 about the, how I ended my nine-year relationship when I found out that my partner at the time was having an affair off and on for the entire time. And then I uh, took off to Bali and, and all of these different things. And it was, it was in Bali, but I want to say not because of Bali. It just happened to be in Bali. I was privileged enough to be able to spend an extended period of time in Bali. And it was in Bali that I started to really feel myself start to come alive. And I had never felt quite like that before. And it felt like I was more at home within myself than I had ever been. It felt like it felt like I was blooming into the person that I had always been, but that it had been tucked away. That version of me had been tucked away under so many layers of trying to show up as the person I thought I needed to be in order to maintain certain relationships, to keep others comfortable, to not draw too much attention to myself, to stay safe rather than stretching myself into more of my full and powerful potential. And one of the only reasons why I can now so quickly discern when I can feel myself shrinking is because I've allowed myself to experience the opposite. It's almost like that devil's advocate thing again, right? Like sometimes we have to go to extremes in order to moderate ourselves and to be able to more quickly pick up when something is off. And the thing is, we don't know what we don't know. So when I was in my nine-year relationship, I, I could kind of tell, although I, I, could, I could often tell, but I was sort of denying it to myself that it felt as though the relationship was holding me back which ultimately was me holding myself back because I was choosing to stay in that relationship, right? But a lot of times if we aren't used to thinking in those terms or if we haven't experienced um, you know, a, a moment of, of being able to look back and so clearly see where we were maybe shrinking ourselves in real time because we don't know what we don't know, we can still sense when something is off. And nothing is harder or wears down our hearts, our nervous systems, and our bodies more than more significantly, particularly than low quality relationships in our lives. But you don't have to know what it feels like to truly 100%, you know, come, come alive in like such a sort of extreme way in order to be able to start noticing how you feel around other people. And all of us will have had, some experiences where we have felt more alive, where we have felt like, like we could be our, ourselves. I hope that you have had those experiences. And I want you to really think about when those times were and what the circumstances were like, who you were with, how you were showing up, because I want you to almost bottle that feeling And then that is something that you can start to use as a comparison when you can feel yourself shrinking down and noticing your energy around people as well. Do you feel emotionally safe with them? Can you open up to someone without fear of judgment? Does it feel easy and comfortable to open up to them or does it feel really hard? And sometimes that's also about determining if, if you know, you feeling like it's hard to open up can also be, is that because you have a tough time opening up in general, or do you have a tough time opening up to this specific person? Do you trust them with your heart, with your thoughts, with your body? If this is a romantic relationship, it's not all encompassing. We, we can trust some people with some parts of ourselves, but not with others. So you can trust someone physically, but you might not fully trust them emotionally or, you know, mentally like to, like to share some of your thoughts or beliefs or something like that. How connected do you feel to this person? If we feel that the connection with somebody else is unstable and, and uncertain and we, it's kind of, it's unstable territory and we, we feel like we don't have a lot of certainty there. And listen, there's no 100% certainty in any relationship. And, and that's another entire conversation for another day about, you know, commitment and security and how we wrap things up in, in that and and the expectations that come with that. We, we will have that conversation on another day. But do you feel like the connection is unstable? And if you do, then that can also make it really difficult to open up to somebody. But again, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Is the connection unstable because you won't open up too? It goes both ways, Right. And there are some people that we come across that we may just feel naturally connected to. A, a really dear friend of mine uh, mentioned to me recently how easily people um, seem to feel connected to me. And but he also said, I'm guessing you don't always feel as connected to others as they feel to you. And that's true, actually. That that's that's really true for me. I thought that was a really astute observation because it's not something I generally talk about very often. But that is true, and I'll have. You know, people sharing the, the most, like, I, I, Instagram and social media sometimes, you know, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with them because I, I really don't always enjoy social media in a lot of ways and for a lot of reasons, but I also think that the connection that can come from it is just incredible. And I, I will have people share some of their, their like deepest, darkest secrets with me in the DMs. We've never spoken before. And, and someone will reach out into the DMs and share some really heavy stuff with me and I am beyond honored to be able to hold that person's trust and that, that they feel comfortable enough to share something that significant with me. I do not take that lightly. That is so powerful and such a beautiful, beautiful example of trust and connection. It's amazing. And some people we will feel naturally connected to. And, and I will have people tell me in the DMs. Um, somebody even said recently uh, in, that I had never really spoken to before. They're like, I, I, they shared something really significant with me. And they were like, I bet, I bet you get this a lot. And I'm like, I, I do sometimes actually, you know, I, I feel like in, in comparison to some other people that I speak to in the online space who don't get those kinds of messages, it's. It's really a reminder to me of the power of, of social media and the power of, of connection. It means so much to me. And listen, like some, some humans have a natural gift. Like maybe we, we've all met those people where they're, they're open and lovely and they might be super empathic or, or simply have a deep understanding of human relations and, and we're attracted to that and they can be like these bright lights that we gravitate towards because we can sense that energy. I've come across people like that in my life and it's, it's powerful. It's a powerful pull and you immediately feel at home with that person. And again, what a beautiful gift, right? Like that's incredible that some people are able to give that, but it can still be a skill too. Like other times we might have to work a little bit harder at at that because it is a skill that can be developed like anything else. But the opposite of all of this and the opposite of, of this connection and um, having this kind of, Having and cultivating this kind of energy where people feel, feel more comfortable in our presence. The opposite of that is building walls around ourselves so fucking high that we never open up to people and then constantly wander, wander around feeling misunderstood. And we wonder why we feel so disconnected from people. And this is the thing we have to give people a chance to show up for us. Then we get to gauge the reaction that occurs when we do open up. And listen, I'm not saying start with your deepest, darkest secret with somebody that you're not sure you feel emotionally safe with. Okay. Trust is built in exceptionally small increments. Trust is built over the smallest little details that we don't even necessarily, we we aren't even always consciously aware of it until we get to a point of realizing that we don't feel fully emotionally safe with this person. And we all know, we can all sense when we don't feel emotionally safe with somebody. We can feel it, but we don't always know why. And there's, there's so many different factors that, that play into this. It, body language is one of them. If, if you know we're having a conversation with somebody and they seem disinterested, or maybe they're fidgeting a lot, or they have their arms crossed, or kind of looking away from us. There's so many different, really, really tiny details that can make us feel less connected just from body language alone sort of showing a, a lack of interest, um, it overall in, in what you're saying, or maybe they aren't asking any follow-up questions either. Like if you're sharing somebody is something with someone, are they genuinely curious about what you have to say? Like, do they want to learn more about what you're talking about? More about you, more about how you operate. And does the person take note of that knowledge for a future moment in time too? This is really important with the connection mind mapping that, that I'm teaching inside of the Room to Grow podcast, uh, or there, sorry, the Room to Grow Mastermind as well right now. Because it's, it's something that I, I work with my clients around because there's little things, you can create an entire connection map with each major person in your life that will help you to develop a stronger bond with them. Another thing is uh, to look for is from the Gottman Institute. And they talk a lot about bids for attention. So I'll talk about this in, in the context of, of a romantic relationship just because it's easier. But this, this can go on in any type of relationship. If you're with your partner or something like that and uh, it, an example for a bid for attention could be you touch their arm as they walk by. Uh, maybe you want a hug or something like that. But they just keep going. They don't even really like acknowledge that, that you touch their arm. That's turning away from your bid for attention. Maybe, uh, maybe they say to you something about, oh, look at the beautiful sunset and you're scrolling your phone. Okay. Which is fine. They say, oh, look at that, that beautiful sunset. And you, this can go a couple different ways turning towards them, turning towards that bid for attention would be to put your phone down, look up, look at them, look at the sunset, go, wow, like that is beautiful sunset or Um, you know, to make a comment, to acknowledge what they have said, turning away from that bid for attention would be either not saying anything at all, or not even looking up from your phone and going, yeah, do you see the difference here? And those, those types of things turning towards someone turning towards that bid for attention builds trust, whereas turning away from those bids bids for attention eliminates trust. It erodes trust. And that's really, really important when it comes to this connection piece. And we can give people multiple chances and and opportunities because connection isn't built usually just in, you know, connection is, is a strong connection is not built in one interaction, in a single interaction. So we can give people multiple chances and opportunities, but if they still aren't able to show up for us, even after we have communicated our needs, this is a very important part, we can't assume we can't just, just assume that people are going to know how to love us, know how to connect with us. We have to communicate our needs with them. So if you have communicated your needs fully, thoroughly, respectfully, and if they still can't meet you where you're at and you can still feel yourself shrinking in their presence, it might be time to move on. And that's hard. That's really, really hard. But this is also where the forgiveness piece comes in. So whether you are in a situation currently or whether you've been in a past situation where you have shrunk yourself down to fit into a space that doesn't belong to you, we have to be able to accept that that was where we were at in that moment with the information that we had at the time. And another really incredible friend of mine uh, gave me a quote recently from Oprah and uh, it's quote, forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. It's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward, end quote. So you can have these moments of of reflection where you're checking in with yourself and you're going, hey, you know, I didn't show up as the, the true full version of myself in this instance, but rather than hanging on to that with regret or starting to go through a list of what ifs, like oh, if I had shown up as my best self, maybe this relationship or connection would have gone completely differently or anything like that. Maybe, like the, the potentially, but if you're, if you're going to start down that what-ifs road, you can bury yourself real fucking fast. And I think that a lot of times what we have to remember is that people come into our lives to teach us lessons. And we, that they, they provide an opportunity for us to grow. If you choose to take that opportunity, not everybody does, but if you choose to take that opportunity to grow, then part of the forgiveness factor is also realizing and recognizing that that person came into your life and, and you have taken the lessons that you learned from that interaction, even if it might be painful to, to look back upon and all of that, and that what you learn from that interaction is that you'll be able to show up as a better version of yourself the next time. And rather than getting stuck and and bogged down in the what ifs, maybe recognize that the timing simply wasn't right because sometimes there will be really incredible humans that, that come into our lives, but the timing might not be right because maybe you or, or they, or both of you have not grown to the degree to which you need to grow to be able to come together fully without that that disconnected, you know, mismatched puzzle piece type of feeling. (laughs) And instead, you came together in order to teach each other the lessons that you need to show up better in the the next connection, the next relationship. But you won't be able to get to that space until you can forgive yourself for showing up the way you did in that particular relationship or connection. So I hope that this quote by by Alex L really resonates with you as much as it did with me. I, I forgive myself for shrinking to fit into boxes that do not belong to me. So let me know how that sits. Let me know how that feels for you. I would love to hear how this goes. I would love to to hear your comments in this. So please reach out to me over on Instagram, over at Emily Goff Coach. I would love to thank you for listening. And if you are interested in the one-on-one coaching with me, which I am super pumped about, make sure to book a call as well. Or again, you can reach out in the DMs and we can set that up. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.